Master Chef is just great. Fantastic. I love that card. Although people, when they see it, it's like, why does it say Master Chief? No, it says Master Chef. Not Master Chief. <laughs> it's like, there's an eye missing in there. Yeah, but you kind of, you look at it at first, you're like, Master Chief? This is season motherfucking two. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Commander podcast, where myself and other guests talk about our favorite uncommon legendary creatures to talk about. As our commanders, I got John coming back from all the way from episode 30. John, how are you doing today? Doing great. I'm glad to be back. I've been here twice now and I'm ready to talk about something that's going to be a little bit different this time. Yeah, so... uh... Despite all the the product that's being thrown at our faces almost weekly by now, uh, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate is out. It's been out for doesn't feel it's. I think it's probably just actually been out for a week, approximately uh, or two weeks. I I don't know. I saw Shimon actually there, tweet about this. There was, or, <laughs> we're in a fugue state still of, of trying to figure out where we are in terms of the timeline. This set is super sweet. I really love it. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. Uh, yeah, so I've been, before this, been on a little bit of hiatus from Magic for, with a lot going on in my life, but I saw slowly this set was revealed, and I'm like, I love the first set because of all the flavor, but now we get Boulder's Gate, which is a very flavorful part of the D&D lore, and this has allowed Wizards to just get have a fun time with the Legends, because there's so many characters in uh, D&D. So, and it's kind of sparked a little bit of creativity back into me and um, some of the new mechanics, the backgrounds. It's just been cool. I'm ins- I love it. Yeah, I personally, over the, the last few weeks, like since the, the set was announced, things were shown off and, and now actually having the physical cards in my hands, I have made, um, I have made three decks out of of three of the uncommon legendary creatures here and i'm in the progress of making a fourth one it's going to be a artisan deck and because of the legendary backgrounds that have been introduced through the set i'm also going to be making a a mono red exile matters deck around urabrask uh of course you are (laughs) uh so the, that that's a whole other thing aside, and that'll be for for a special event coming coming down the pipeline. Um, but we we got our work cut out for us, and so we we chatted for a bit of like, how do we talk about Commander Legends? And as usual, like rather than doing a full set thing, because I think that would just be downright flip. This, this is it's, this isn't like loading ready run. We don't have the time to do. A we full don't have set. time. We got an hour. I'm not going to split this up. If like, I'd rather talk about the bulk of of what this podcast is about and what drafting was about for this set and like what this set has to offer. So we're both, we're basically going to be sticking to the legendary creatures that care about backgrounds, the, uh, the 10 two color uncommon legends that don't care. And then also the uncommon and common backgrounds, because I think, although maybe for some people, they're not the most like powerful, but there's like a really lot of synergy 
in between these. Um, and the other thing, too, is that just like with the backgrounds, there are enchantments that go in your deck. So if you have two commanders uh, with that have partners, all these are like fantastic additions. So uh, it's basically like it's, we're adding it's like, hey, you like your commanders, but you wish they did more. Here you go Here without you go. having to equip to them or something like that. or Because, you know, Commander for, for its creation, like from its creation to like now, the whole point for a lot of people was to play a deck with a legendary creature and play with that legendary creature. So now you you have your super duper legendary creature backed up by all these super cool backgrounds. Um, yep. So I would like, I was thinking like what we'd start is on is the 10 two color legendary creatures to start because... Uh, they don't have any extra baggage. They don't have to be paired up with anything. They're they're all pretty good standalone. Um, uh, we have things that care about experience counters. We have things that make treasures, care about the initiative, um, like cost reduction and dragons. And all of these, of all of these are are super good. Like oh wow, Dungeons and Dragons. These things care about dragons. Can't believe it. So why would they do that? That sounds obscene. But and we have dungeons. Oh my god! We have dungeons. We have a new dungeon, uh, the Undercity. Which, after playing with uh, initiative and venturing in the Undercity itself, the Undercity is actually like a really well designed dungeon. It, it just adds more for like, hey, in Commander, how many extra things can we have? Now we have uh, the initiative. We have. Uh, the day-night cycle from the Anastrad block. We have the Monarch. And if you really want to get fancy, we got Plan Chase if you really want to add this. Like, how much can we add to a Commander game and make it more fun and chaotic? And I love it. I, I know there are a lot of people who are complaining, especially when it comes to, like, because now, especially when it comes to the Initiative. Because Initiative is treated like the Monarch. having having ex Being able to exchange control just by dealing damage or... If someone indirectly kills you, the next active player gains control of it, and then they have to, more likely than not, go into the Undercity. But the thing is about that, um, is like the under what the Undercity offers as a dungeon, <coughs> passively over time, or, or, or gaining control of it, or, or circumstantially venturing or taking initiative, um... You get, like, pretty decent value. You get to go to something. You get to put counters on. You get to make a treasure. You make a skeleton. You draw a card. You get to search for a basic land, which, if if you're a bit behind and you want to get, like, you missed a land drop or something, that's a great way to catch up. Um, and then just being able to put a creature card for free into play, and it gains hexproof until the end, like, until the beginning of your next turn. Which is, like, it gets three counters on it, it gains hexproof, and then you, like... I don't, I don't know. This 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 thing is super sweet. Yeah, um I think it is nice for the fact that now A there's only one dungeon so you kind of don't have to keep track of like the three we had initially for just dungeons. Um Yeah, and, and like the other I, thing too, the other thing too about venturing especially with the dungeons that will I'll go into real so real in a second here. Um Making a deck that focuses on venturing period has already been pretty good, and we can see that with the Esper Legend. Um, I can't remember its name for the life of me ever. Um, but like having both of them together, so you like you act, you're like, okay, so I'm going to venture and intend to venture, so I go into whatever dungeon I want first, and then 
uh, I take the initiative later to finish going through the dungeon. Because as long yeah. as you're still in one, you just keep... It's 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 another instance of venture. It's it's not yeah. as, it's just a little bit of extra steps in it. It's just it's just really cool. I have a Vars deck from last that's all about uh, dungeon crawling. I have I'm trying to see if I can work some initiative stuff in there. I'm excited to try some cards out to test, and it's going to be great. Uh, so, but speaking of when it comes to the initiative, which is the new set, uh, the new set mechanic, and people are. Uh, probably still trying to figure out how they feel about it. So Rilsa Riel, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Rilsa Riel? Kingpin? I don't know. Five mana, two, five. Human Rogue, it's Demir Colors with Death Touch. When uh, Rilsa enters the battlefield, you take the initiative, which means you gain you gain it as if it is like Monarch, and it triggers on your upkeep and when you gain control of it. And as it turns out, uh, if you already have the initiative and you take the initiative again, it just counts as a venture. Um, so when you attack, target attacking creature gains death touch until end of turn. Okay, sweet. If you've completed a dungeon, that creature also gets plus five, plus O, and gains first strike and menace until end of turn. And I, it is a good feel. Like, I've, I've played with the deck for a while. It's, um, I played that on stream a few times. I played it, like, ever since I bought, uh, I, I put the deck together uh, and it's focused on venturing and taking the initiative and also putting the monarch into play. So there's like this mini game of people taking the initiative and, and gaining the monarch and, and, and trying to kind of uh, keep a one up on everyone. Um, and then being able to like zoom through a dungeon and then start smacking people for basically unblockable or just be like, no, that's a really bad block. Fantastic feeling. It is super cool. Yeah, you're in Demir, so you have some of the best cards that can not be blocked, especially you're in the rogue category. So if you really want to have a little fun with that and just uh, hit face really hard, yeah, that, that's just really good. Just that last line of text of completing a dungeon, that creature gets plus five, plus zero, oh, and gains first strike. I'm just like, and menace. That's it's it's it's, over, it's completely overkill, but I absolutely think and I, like I've smacked people in ways where they're like. Oh, wait, so I'm taking how much again? I'm like, yeah, and it gave you a double strike. And they're like, oh, Rilsa dealing that damage, causing double strike. And people are like, yeah, no, I don't want to deal with that. It's like, yeah, it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. And getting something plus five plus oh in Demir colors, uh, super, yeah. super weird. But like, when you think about it from like also a D&D standpoint, it's like, oh, sneak attack. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's what I think. In Commander, to me, there's no such thing as overkill because there are so many ways for people to crawl back in this game. So I think if you you want to make sure somebody's been <laughs> dead, you know, because you're you don't know they are, they might tutor something, they might find something that's going to keep them do you, alive. Do, do the double tap time. just to be sure. Yeah, it might it might as well. You know, I I played uh, recently a game with. Uh, somebody playing Orlo and I was playing an aggressive deck and I'm like, I have to go out all out on you because you're just going to keep getting life. Oh, Aloro. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, just, but King, so Kingpin, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I look at that. Go ahead. You want to make sure they're, they're good and dead. You know, there's no such thing as overkill and commander in my opinion. Uh, of other, other mechanics, uh, Minthara, Merciless Soul caring about experience counters and then 
uh, the beginning of your end step. If uh, so, like okay, so a four mana two two elf cleric in Orzov, sweet. Ward X, where X is the number of experience counters you have. Okay, so over time, built-in protection that only gets better. That seems super sweet. Uh, the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, you get an experience counter, and then creatures you control get plus one plus zero oh for each experience counter you have. I think that's beautiful. I love that we haven't seen experience counters in a hot minute, and the fact that it's just tacked on to colors, a color that to to trigger this, you just it just needs to leave the battlefield. I'm like, you're in white. You're in that white. Is... You can flicker. You're in black. You can sacrifice. You're in black. You're white. In... You have tokens. You're in the best uh, color combination. And guess what got reprinted in this set? Gold clamp. Yay! Have fun. Have fun. Oh, I definitely have fun. So I've also, unshockingly, really, I've made him in Tharmerciless Soul deck. I've given this a try I don't a couple blame times. You. Um, I've also put in Crescendo of War, uh, and I put in a few proliferate things, so, uh, everyone gets to partake in the increased power, but I also do way better, uh, and, uh, I get to play, like, some cool token stuff from the last, like, decade I've been playing Magic. It's just, I think Binthar is really cool and can make, like, a fantastic build-around card, and probably is a great addition to, like, uh, other decks that that care about experience counters, like uh, Kel- Kelsian, I think is the name of like the the assassin that's in Mardu colors uh, that cares about experience counters. Yeah. Like, so so I feel like yeah that 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 can get pretty nutty uh, if left yeah. check. Um, oh hey, uh, dragons because you know dragons uh, of the set are are pretty important. Uh, Lozan Dragon's Legacy, Thrakis the Butcher, and Corlesa Scale Singer. Um, uh, so I Thrakis, I want to talk because this we were talking. You were saying we want to discuss a little about the draft environment. Uh, Thrakis is a big number one pick, you know, in this draft format because if you're a lot of people are like, I want to find my commander first, kind of thing, and if they have Thrakis in the pack you're like yeah you have the best support it has the best support in the set you can build around it and automatically it's a 3-4 with trample that's going to double itself so that's a 6-4 with trample on just its own I kind of I kind of call it the the Mr. Orpheo for dragons yeah it this is the pack one pick one for me at all times you know just pick that. You're going to be in the best lane. Hope maybe there's enough dragon stuff where even if somebody else is doing dragons, you'll be fine. Yeah, like so, like and and outside of that, consider like and considering that the set itself also had like Miram uh, as like the the team or dragon of like oh man, if I get all three of those plus that, like you're off to the races. But like as an addition to any like red green dragons deck or really just like any dragons deck in general, like. Thrakis is just like the the dragon tribal dream of 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 getting double power, and it's just a, a simple, elegant design. Imagine throwing this in a Tarka decks. Yes, which one though? <laughs> uh, both. Both. You run all yeah. Tarkas in every Tarka deck, and you just switch what Tarka you want to do at the time of day. You're like, oh, board wipe, or like, kind of situationally board wipe. Yeah, no, Thrakis it's kind of. It's kind of like when you have a closet of all flannel shirts, which color am I going to wear? Yes. Yes, it doesn't matter. 
Um, uh, so Lozan Dragon's Legacy, I made an artisan deck around this uh, for for a stream uh, on the MM cast, but I also just absolutely adore the design of like adventures now with some dragons stapled onto it, as well as dragon spells themselves, and you're just throwing damage around. Yeah, except for commanders, better. but that's fine. Yeah, but but you're fine with that. You're you're in blue red. You can take care of the commanders with no problem. But giving adventure more love, which has been a fun mechanic since Throne of Eldrain, and now we can kind of make it tribal in a in a way with this. That's cool. And you know, is it's definitely a great color for casting slain spells like that. And of course, dragons are very popular in those colors. And, and, so. and like the way I look at it, uh, especially with like adventures and then also dragons, like not that they needed it, but like they get this extra avenue of utility of like maybe the dragon itself wasn't going to be able to interact or destroy anything, but like now you're able to. I, I, I kind of look at it as like a Warstorm Surge, but like not really. Like, I don't know. It's, that's my go to. I'm like, Warstorm Surge, you're good to go. But like, there's so, there's throw so down. Throw down a shock, like if someone go, something goes on adventure, throw down like shock damage or lightning bolt something, and then the the creature comes back later. And if it happens to be a dragon, you're also like, okay, dome you for five, no big deal. Because guess what, amethyst dragon is in got is in. The, there's a card called amethyst dragon. In this set, that's a big uh, big dragon right there. It has a big adventure cost, and then it's a has a big uh, cost on itself. It's a six mana, six mana four dragon. four with flying and haste. Yeah, and then it's Adventure's five mana. That and the and it deals adventure. four damage divided as you choose. It's oh god, Amethyst Dragon. That deck is just brutal. It's a it's 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 super fucking sweet. And like, if you really want to be like, I, I constantly talk about this thing. I know some people aren't exactly like a big fan of it, but like giving Lozan Lifelink and Death Touch to me is just like. Yeah, let's just go overkill. Let's just make sure that Lozan is like a super sweet value engine where I, if I need to get rid of something for... Like, I'm like, oh, I, I cast an adventure spell and shock you with Lozan, shock your creature for two damage, and it dies, and I gain two life. That's just that's just my, like, dream. But, you know, that's just... Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so the next card I like to want to talk about is Coralesce. Scale Singer, and I remember seeing when this thing got uh, spoiled. I was like, "Ah, what? Yeah, another thing of what would uh, Simic uh, can do now? It can just start flashing more stuff." Yeah, thank you, Simic. Hey, but you know what? It's different because it's dragons. That's fair. At least they're not breaking Simic even more than it already <laughs> than it already is. is. Yeah, but like being able to to cast dragon spells from the top of your library, like as an additional plus one card, like. Yeah, I can definitely see that being a thing. And that was one of the other decks that I was playing against uh, in the MM cast artisan stream was like someone's Corlesse attack. And we were trying to have a dragon value off. And I I think even with um, some of the older, like uh, older green dragons from like Tarkir, for example, like if, if you didn't have to worry about like artisan restrictions, like you get old Knobbone. Like you're 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 fat, you're great you're 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 good, you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, I was talking about this. Someone, somebody's like, "Is there enough dragons in those two colors?" I'm like, "Listen, there is. <laughs> you you do have a few cards you might not play, like Draco and Scion of Draco and stuff like that. But you have enough to fill out the deck creature wise, and dragons synergize well with everything 
So they'll be able to support each other, even if one dragon's like weaker than the others. Yeah. It's also you're you're also playing Simic. Yeah, you're in the best <laughs> colors to play. You you can you can have a few weak cards. You can play bad like, dragons and still make a good deck. Yeah, you're you're in the best colors of magic in my opinion. Um, um super yeah, so those two are super sweet. Is there any other particular one of these that like really stand out to you? Um have you seen anything done with uh, Mahdi, uh Esporium Master, that cat devil? So the not yet. I do know some people are, are are trying to brew it because the the one thing that probably like really holds us back for a lot of people is that at the beginning of your end step, like this is half of of Gadra, uh, Gadrak, uh, the Crown Scourge, uh, in that you have a, a Rakdos three mana three three that cares about things dying so like it's not held back by the other restriction of it can't attack unless you have our treasures or a certain amount of artifacts under your control um but half of a creature and adding a color on it is still really good and killing possibly a bunch of stuff casting uh mahati before your end step and then possibly gaining like a boatload of treasure like that is really good i just haven't seen too many decks around it but like i yeah. it's 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 gonna be super powerful the only other notable one that I'm excited for, that I'm liking so far in the brew list, is uh, Kadria, Caller of the Small. Yeah, Kadira, Caller of the Small, Kadira. is super sweet. She, um, the the fact that you like, I think for a lot of these legends, like from also from like a D and D standpoint, some of them come across as pretty samey, like. Human rogue, yeah, people made that. Elf cleric, sure. Uh, orc, orc ranger that cares about summoning little rabbits. All right, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Yeah, it's a way to give you. Hey, do you like using your commander with a smash face? And B, do you wanna? Do you wanna make cute? Do you wanna make cute little rabbits? That will eventually murder everybody and bite everybody's heads off. Sure, go ahead. And uh, a perfect card to finish everybody when you get off that. Those rabbits is my favorite uncommon from the whole set. Overwhelming encounter. Think about that. Yeah. D, D, roll a d20 for an overrun effect plus and and then some. Yeah, that's that. I, I love that card too. Mm-hmm. Um, in that deck. So the other ones, um, we still have Kaga Shadow Archdruid and Commander Liar Portier and OG the Exquisite Blade. Um, I would definitely still like. I I'm also going to be making Shocker an Artisan uh, Commander Liara Porter deck because uh, being able to focus on like the the ability of Myriad, but also reducing your spells by up to three, and then exiling the top three cards, and then being able to cast spells from among those exiled cards in Boros. Heck yeah, that sounds super fucking sweet. Yeah, it makes Boros feel a little bit different and not as stale as it can get. I like when they do a spin twist like that with Boros. It's cool. Um, yeah, I'd say like Kaga and and OG, where OG cares about you casting your second spell, so you can uh, you can flicker up to one creature you control uh, while it itself has uh, while they themselves have an ETB of uh, you gain two life and scry two. Like okay. Um, uh, same old Azorius stuff, which is like okay, and I feel like there is something that can be done there of like making like a 
uh, a OG monk class monk deck. Like I think so, and I, I think maybe uh, I think a lot about when I look at this card, I get some very Tarkir vibes out of it. So I'm thinking cards like that have rebound. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. OG, yes, OG does I'm, give that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm getting a Tarkir vibe. So I think play rebound spells because that automatically counts as your first spell per turn, and then whatever you do Afterward. after. Yeah, yeah, afterwards, go ahead and have fun. So that's, and then just blink and, uh, yeah, just have blink effects and stuff that ETBs, which you're in blue and white, you have some of the best blink stuff. So I see potential. I see some potential, again, Tarkir vibes, but, uh, yeah, that's what I got a note about, say about it. So, um, Uncommon Legends, again, for this set, for, for two colors, I think are overall like, uh, I th- I do think like yeah I put like Kaga, Kag Ha Shadow Archdruid like last for me personally yeah. it feels kind of same old and same thing with OG I think they're also kind of in the same boat everything else though like it, it some of it feels like rehashes of things we've already experienced um, but I, I mean Kaga I do is like hey Dredge players you like Dredge <laughs> like Dredge you like- here's your Dredge. <laughs> Here, here's some more dredge, and it's an elf druid, so you have so much good black support. Which, you know, I, I see it um, definitely with uh, that Lanarwar card uh, from from original Commander Legends. I see potential with that playing in the deck. Um, but other than that, I'm like, yeah, dredge graveyard stuff. I, I don't know. I, if I see some people play it a little bit more. Uh, I'll be like, hey, how'd you brew that? And then I'll go from there. Uh, it doesn't excite me as much. Despite the fact that I love anything that relies in dredge territory, it's just like, eh, okay. Um, now, those ones aside, uh, we, we're going to go to the next category, which I know is going to be a, 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 a theoretically endless combination of the uh, four of each color. There, There's four for each color. Four uncommon legendary creatures that care about backgrounds. Um, and then, counting the just only the uncommons and commons, also, again, four sets for each color. Um, this is the new thing that they were doing for the draft thing, and also, I just think, is a fantastic addition to Magic. I know a lot of people are complaining about why why should we do a partner partners with Friends Forever and now choose a background as sort of a old rehash. And... Uh, I, I see where you're coming from, but also choose a background. Uh, it's not only only a flavor win, but also the potential combinations can just be equally as hilarious. And I think we do have to start with Wilson Refine Grizzly as, as like the ringleader of at least like the creature side of things. Cause this card is just, <laughs> that's fantastic in every conceivable way. So I was talking to Boo, and I tell this to everybody, that whole trope of you go back in time and show somebody technology from the past, they'll kind of freak you, freak out and stuff like that. It's the same way if you go up to somebody who hasn't played Magic in forever and you show them Wilson and they're like, but back in my day, Grizzly Bells were only two, uh, Bears were only two. Two mana, two, 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 and that's it. That did nothing. But now it's like, here's, here's, where our power creep has gotten and it's beautiful and i love wilson to death it's a card that i'm like i feel like i might just throw this in decks randomly just because i feel like i can check out this fucking bear (laughs) i i put i put it in my carlac uh master chef deck 
just because I'm like, yeah, I can boost this thing up and I think I can swing heavy. It's got trample and reach and vigilance. Why not? Can't be countered. Also has built in protection of Ward 2, which is like, yeah, yeah do you really want to kill Wilson? You gotta work. Uh, you gotta fucking work for it. But like, oh my god, like that. Have you ever playing I, that with Tavern Brawl is so funny. <laughs> it's just, just yeah. So th- now, of course, like the whole flavor thing of this is a a, a, a named uh, individual who has like a hist. Like they they either made the characters or they're pre existing in like D and D lore. But like, okay, so you have a creature, and now let's choose their background. So Wilson Refined Grizzly perhaps has the like you said the tavern brawler background where this 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 bear this refined gentleman is in a is in a pub and someone's like i'm gonna start shit with you and so he picks the dude up and chucks him across the room and you're like that is just fucking hilarious i absolutely adore that or you can be like oh wilson not only is this is a connoisseur of fine foods and a master chef and can go toe-to-toe from with gordon ramsay at any time like you wanted to pure mono green deck, where it's like, yeah, uh, he he shares his wealth of his food, and now all your other compatriots that are coming into play are powerful. Or maybe, just maybe, he's an agent of the shadow thieves, <laughs> or something ridiculous. Like, like this is the thing: is that having having a new set of like partner commander things, having enchantments be part of the command zone is super cool. I absolutely adore them. Yeah, it's it's different. It's different in my opinion, because yeah, it you may think oh, it's a rehash of partner and friends forever, but I'm like, it doesn't really feel like it. It's just like, I love my commander. I wish I could splat. It's like, I love my commander, but I want it to do more. But I still want to be able to go in the colors. It allows you to feel like you could partner up two cards you've always wanted to partner up in some fashion, but without with being able to do that in some sort of way. Cause there's a lot of these cards like master chef is just like uh Mowu and then you can pair it up with something else and have fun like yeah. that. Like it, the, the fact that the backgrounds can be in the command zone with mm-hmm. the appropriate choose the background commander of your choice, mm-hmm. but Oh wow. Part of the 99 and you can make your partner commanders, your one commander, just a super, I love the the a lot some of the meme builds that people. Well, I say meme, but there might be some functional uh, functionality to this. But um, uh, Captain Sisse backgrounds. Okay, yeah. You just tutor up your background, and she's like, she is also a dragon cultist, and she is also has is the flaming fist or, or you know like or whatever right like or far traveler like you you could just you there's a lot of fun stuff that can be added and provided by being like yeah my deck is kind of hyper focused on my commander but the backgrounds also add to that and i think that design space is just a fantastic addition yeah no i i have no complaints it makes the draft environment a lot better it's fun to kind of draft a bunch of them and then kind of pick what you want your deck to solidify around, but then add more to just continue to make your, your commander a little bit better. And I like that. It, it's good draft. And I'm excited to see more of it in, in uh, commander. So I'm, I'm ready to, for this next stage. You know? Yeah. Um, so of 
because there's a lot of creatures, we'd be spending the entire episode going over each and every single one of them. So I'm not going to to specifically uh, fixate on every single one of them. Uh, I really want to like Scanos Dragonheart, um, and I absolutely adore the artwork. Um, I'd pro- I don't I don't think I'd build it. Uh, Halston Emerald Archdruid making something, uh, being able to transform things, uh, tokens into bears for one mana. I think that's pretty neat. That could that you could probably turn like big super sick token deck there, um, and Endless Gloomstalker is like okay, return, return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield when it attacks and has death touch. Like yeah, okay, that that that's actually pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. There there's some cards that's like yeah, you know, it's like this is this is kind of cool, but you know, and I think that's why they look cool on their own. They kind of like eh, but then you add backgrounds. So it's like okay. No, yeah, yeah, like like Scanos Scanos Dragonheart with uh, Feywild Visitor, for example, with Feywild Visitor saying, uh, "Whenever you deal one, whenever cre- commander creatures you own have, whenever one or more non-token creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you create a one-one blue fairy dragon creature token flying." So you make another Simic Dragons Matters deck with the tokens, and like, yeah, there is definitely something there. Well, you, I, th- I think you can kind of tell that those two cards fit together because if you look at the artwork, the artwork the there's like a blue fairy dragon in the artwork. Yes, I, I look at Sacco's dragon heart and I'm like, I think of of Sirak from uh, Dragons of Tark here so much. Like you look like you have so much potential, but every time I look at you, I'm like, oh, okay, I just kind of get like meh. But yeah, I yeah, can Sir, see. Where Sirak, we- I think Sirak the Hunt color is a fine magic card. Um, but I could definitely see why you'd be a little disappointed. It, 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 it gives me that vibes, but you know, <laughs> that's what we have backgrounds for. It's to modify the character and do what you need. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, some of them are great, but then there's a lot of them that just stick out of like, Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Ab- Abdel Adrian Gorian's ward as sort of like an infinite flicker sack exile outlet thing that I know a lot of people are buzzing about. Um, uh, Alora, Mary Thief. I have I played. Uh, I used her in um, my draft when I first time when first time playing this. I had so much fun with that. That's a great deck right there. Just her ability, and you added like uh, with again going back to Tavern Brawl. It gets real fun, real fast. Yeah, uh, Lulu Loyal Holy Fan, like you said, is the cutest fucking damn thing uh, of of this set, and. Uh, don't you dare hurt this poor child. But they yeah. will also fuck you up. Um, one card that really spiked my interest was uh, Levon Cultus of Tamat. Um, so there's a deck in Popper called Is It Blitz, which is all about using uh, the Cyclopses that kind of, they lose their defender, they switch their power and toughness. Every yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know which one. Spell. Yeah, and I'm like, well... I think you could make this not only regularly, but you could make this as Artisan or even Popper if you wanted to. And you could usually, you'd probably combine it. I think I was either going to come, I was going to combine it with a uh, Feline Visitor because guess what? Your enchantment automatically triggers Levon. So that's just good in my opinion. So I have that in the works. I'm excited to keep on working it and fine tune it and eventually bring it to paper. So I'm, I'm excited what I can do with that. Cause that's just a good ability. Uh, uh, Levon is too generic and a red for a one, three legendary creature, dragon shaman. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell target, 
creature gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is that spell's mana value. That's great. Uh, you just you just hard cast a treasure cruise sometimes. Oh yeah, point. yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, give it plus eight. Let's go. Yeah, like we Levon- just hard. Yeah, Levon, Levon, uh, cultist of Tiamat is sweet. There's there's just like a lot of really cool. I feel like I am somewhat underselling or undervaluing some of these. Um, no, don't get me wrong. They're all good in their own retrospective. They're brilliant designs, but just some of them. Every set's going to have a com- com- couple commanders. You're like, yeah, okay, you know, and they're going to get buried on the list in EDH rack, you know. Yeah, but which like happened. I mean, that's 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 and especially when you have such a modular group that is the design of itself is kind of throttled because it needs a background to back it up. Like you're the, the numerous combinations are just ultimately going to be buried, which is fine. It's just like when you do get to see them, it makes it more exciting to see what people are doing. Yeah. I'm excited for uh, people to do Servok Deathbringer Cause I looked at this car and I showed, I DM'd you this car. Yes, you did. Yeah. Like, you were, were like, I, what the heck? What is this? What can I do? How can I make this stupid? And I, I'm still tweaking on. I'm still fine yeah. tweaking up. Now, yeah. it's, can I make it better? Yeah. So, yeah. Saravok, Deathbringer, 4 mana, 3, 4, Human Knight. At the beginning of your of each player's end step, if no permanence left the battlefield this turn. How the fuck do you do that? And I'm sure there's it, some ways to do it. But, like, that player it, loses I'm, X life or X is that is Saravok's power, which is like... That yeah, you're be so good. But the thing is, I saw this in the draft environment because guess what? There's a lot of treasure tokens that are going around in this limited environment. Yep, we still haven't left. So it's there's so many treasure tokens going on, and especially in Magic right now because that's their Wizards is pushing treasure tokens like it's no tomorrow, and they're just easy. You know, oh, I'm just gonna sack my treasure token. I don't care, and that's. That's kind of the the death of the Deathbringer right there, in in my opinion. Uh, I I want to try to make this work. Uh, I could see a lot of people uh, kind of using Raised by Giants. To uh, well, yeah, to like to increase survive. the damage to just blast people. Yeah. the The other thing like, you're gonna have to be in white. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you have uh, Angel of Jubilation. To stop the nonsense of people just randomly sacking their stuff. I I That's could see I could see depending on the background. Um, heck, I'd almost do like I'd almost do like uh, Saravok with like Flaming Fist just to give it double strike, and just play like an Orzov stack deck where Saravok just starts like annihilating people. Yeah, I I definitely see that. It's one of those cards I want to see potential, but that clause of if no permits left the battlefield this turn so anybody could be political it's like hey i don't want to die please sacrifice something it gets it can get very political and that's what i saw in the draft environment too several times like hey can you sack your treasure token or sacrifice something so i don't die so then i can take care of this player kind of thing yeah yeah Um, it's yeah now yeah it's it's tricky. I want to see what happens, but I know it's a pretty random thing to do. So, the creature side aside, I don't know, unless you have anything else to to follow up with, like any of the other uh, ones that catches your eye. A big one that I've been seeing right now is Sivirus, Nightmare Speaker, with 
Cloakwood Hermit. Cloakwood Hermit. Yeah, if something you... dies from anywhere, you create more squirrels for you to sacrifice, and you do it again, you make more squirrels. It's pretty mill, cool. dredge, mill, dredge, squirrel, squirrel, overrun. Very Which, you good. Know, good. You, you, you were like, well, you're talking about the same thing of, of Kaiga. I'm like, no, we're talking squirrels this time. <laughs> it's different. This is, it's this different. Is different. <laughs> squirrels make everything better statistically, or worse, depending on who's the receiving end. It's um, usually me, <laughs> but I that's that's what makes Sivirus interesting when you pair it up like that compared to doing the dredge thing with Kai of uh, Kaiga because you have uh, life lost, you have mill, you have um, the squirrels coming in into play, and you know I think that's more fun. You just have a snake summoning squirrels. A snake cleric summoning squirrels. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> um, other than that, everything is just like, yeah, we have more dragon support. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm a big fan of Dragon Cultist and Acolyte of Bahamut. Where have you? I, have you? I don't know. It's uh, I'm a big fan of dragons. Dragon Tribe. Um, let's go. Ganax, love that card. Fun. Good. It can be a finisher. It makes makes trash help. tokens. Yeah, it helps you ramp, especially in red. Uh, have you seen anything with Amber uh, Gristle O'Mall yet? No. Um, I've been eyeballing this card as maybe part of the 99, uh, just because I know some red decks really do want it to be like, eh, go down to the wire, have like one or no cards, discard nothing, draw three. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Easy to do. Yeah, I think that's to keep red fueling, which that's cool. Yo, you're going to attack, you're doing your best thing that red does and dealing damage, and you keep your hand refreshed. Uh, I know some people are trying to brew Gut right now. That's It's a pretty cool card. Yeah, <laughs> Gut, True Soul, Zealot, that whenever you attack, you may sack another creature or an artifact. If you do, make a skeleton with Menace. That's a 4-1, which, like, um, back it up with Inspiring Leader, you, that you make that a 6-3. Yeah, um, Rasad Ye Bashir. I've been seeing a lot of people. It's like, hey, if you don't want to play uh, um, uh, Doran, if you want like a mini Doran, uh, Doran kind of thing, or you don't want to play Arcades, here you go. Or if you want to play an Arcades and all them, here you go. That's that's definitely a ninety nine card right there. But maybe you can do some stuff. Um, yeah, that's really what I like to the cards that I really want to hit on. Everything else is like good stuff. They're all great in draft. They're all great in draft that you can pick and find a lane and work with. And I see like there, a lot of them could be in the 99 of doing something else. But I feel like a lot of times you want to play these cards as your commander because you want to be able to get that background. You really utilize being able to do a background or something like that. That's what I see. Yeah. Um, the some of the backgrounds that I think um, are greatest part of like the ninety nine in general, or like would be like the ones that I think really good as like backgrounds. So like, um, I think like Dragon Cultist and Guild Artisan and um, Master Chief, <laughs> the Master Chef, um, and like I would say like Far Traveler and Spiring Leader. Like I definitely do think those ones. And Feywild Visitor. I think Feywild Visitor is probably, like, the best one, in my opinion. Just from, like, the bodies you can make from it. 
Um, but ones that I think are just, like, really good, pure, like, support stuff. Uh, Dungeon Delver, I think, for, like, any dungeon deck. Yeah, I was seeing, I was seeing that. It's like, oh, that that's really good to keep the the fun times rolling. The the additional yeah. triggers add up so much over time that they're actually like really strong. Do you run that in the ninety nine of Russell Ryle Kingpin? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I figure, 100%. yeah. And like yeah, it's, it, 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 I know it is technically like a dead card on board that like technically does nothing if your commander isn't around, and I do understand that. Um, I also don't care because like I'm playing a adventure initiative du- like dungeon deck so like it just feels like a fantastic yeah. um agent of the iron throne is probably one of the strongest backgrounds period and especially like we said with all the treasures going on right now it it makes your it makes your commander like a nuke yeah um yeah this is strong whenever a Whenever an artifact or creature you control is put into a graveyard from battlefield, each opponent loses one life. Token decks, love it. Treasure decks, love it. Anyone doing both of those things at the same time, your like your aristocrats I, deck is going God, nuts. I just thought you know you just, you put Ganax, Astral Hunter, do Agent of the Iron Thrones. You have a dragon beatdown theme, but at the same time you do like an aristocrats sub theme with treasures. And then you could add Mahdi Emporium Master in there. That's where I'm thinking you put the triple threat right there. Oh, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'd be down to brew it. It'd be fun challenge. Um, another card I, I like is Inspiring Leader. Commander creatures have creatures tokens get plus two, plus two. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, that's like... Okay, so all my one one tokens, all my two twos, all my three threes, yada 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 yada, instant army by popping this thing out, and um, also the artwork gives me uh, like in Innistrad, uh, like the Church of Avacyn vibes when like people are like the Cathars are like branding together like to usher in the new dawn of the day against like the night. Like that—that's the that's the vibe I get from that. So I'm like, oh yeah, I get, I get some Rav, I get some Ravnica vibes like during War of the Spark of all the people on Ravnica going up against Bolas and stuff like that. I kind of get that um, that vibes from the artwork. I don't know. They, I, 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 I see. Yeah, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> no, the the card that gives me the most Innistrad vibes is far is Far Traveler. That card screams so much. Uh, inner stride vibes just from the artwork alone the um that's, oh, that's the one that's two and a white commander creatures have at the beginning of your end step exile up to one target tapped creature you control then return it to the battlefield under your control i think um i think people who try to pair that with lulu i, I think I, I have to go back to double check but i'm pretty sure the rules are the problem is that like you can't the Lulu flicker thing that cares about if it left and gets put back to play, and then like the there's a non-bow synergy there between Lulu and Far Traveler, which is a little unfortunate uh, because like a lot of these things, I don't know why, like they happen to care about like end step triggers, and it's kind of frustrating to try and like play around it due to timing rules, especially yeah. if things all like sometimes you can stack them, but like if. I think someone pointed out 
especially like let's say for example lulu or minthara for example you can't simultaneously flick or something at the end step and then have the legend trigger because it doesn't even activate unless the condition's already been met or something like that magic is yeah. difficult it is and wizards is very careful with trying to work things together especially some things within the set so you don't break it either by doing things like timing rules or by saying it only does something once per turn they're very careful with that and that's 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 good the, <laughs> wizard, the that... <laughs> wizard said uh to the hermit druid specifically you are not allowed to have fun um <laughs> Another card that has just so many things going on that I wish could be better is Hardy Outlander. Um, I think there's just so much uh, things that had to be met for that to be good. Like if oh well like okay but okay so for this particular cycle type of cards that care about like okay if an opponent has more life than if no opponent okay hold on whenever this. Creature attacks a player if no opponent has more life than that player, you do X, or X things happen. And that's for, that's one for at least, yeah, that's one for each, uh, each color. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Veteran Soldier, Circo Sailor, Agent of the Shadow Thieves Guild, Artisan, and Hardy Outlander. And, like, you're, you're already punching up, right? So, like, yeah. you should just get the bonus. Yeah, uh, it, they might come around with me as I do more drafting and stuff like that. I'll, I'll see how it goes. Um, but I don't know. I just like the cards that just give me the immediate reward of like, here you go, put this down. You're going to have a fun time. Maybe that's just how I am as a magic player. Um, um, let's see. What is another one? Look at the list right now. Again, Tavern Brawler is one of my favorite on the list. I keep bringing that up, but it's just gonna be great. Um, like it's also it's card advantage staple that's that's like tied to combat. You know, like it, it it's just a it's just a good feeling card. It's easily accessible. A lot of decks, especially if you're like, I don't know, like what color doesn't draw cards nowadays? Like if I guess if you're black, white, or uh, sorry, not black, white, uh, white, red. Like maybe you want this type of card, but Tavern Brawler yeah. is just also just funny. I could see Tavern Brawler being in a lot of Boros decks now. Lulu, Lulu, the Holy Holy Fans, the Loyal Holy Fan, that's also a Tavern Brawler. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I had a friend of mine, uh, 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 Sam, uh, who, who's been on before. He's made an Elwyn Harbreeze Busybody deck partnered with uh with a background agent of the iron throne that that sort of had like this minor focus of of being being a baker by day and and making food and then sacking the food as an agent of the iron throne and just like start smacking people around i love the card uh criminal pass not only for a flavor thing of like oh you have all these creatures but they got a secret pass to them you know but then it's just a great card in general. Uh, it's commander creatures you own have menace, and this creature gets plus X plus O, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. That's fun. 
I feel like that can go in a few decks, or just either as your background or in the 99. And if you're just putting things into the graveyard, yeah. And then again, just that flavor of like, oh, all these creatures have, like, Wilson has a criminal past, and now. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Will, Wilson, how could you? And he pulls out a dagger and like stabs you in the back. And it's just like, you never knew me. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> kind of funny. I do like the flavor of it when you know, kind of like, oh, this is just adding more to the character's look. Like, like uh, this is like this is this is the thing I think that um, for people who really do love and adore this set, um, like you, you have a lot of like pretty colorful. Uh, pretty colorful characters just from like a visual standpoint. The two color ones that have two colors, like yeah, that goes without saying. Having stuff like like Wilson or or Amber Grisel Mall or or Sivris Nightmare Speaker, like whatever background you're like this this character is very obviously I don't know like you're like this character is super duper evil Saravok Deathbringer, but you partner it with the background of like. Candlekeep Sage, where it's like, wow, but he's you know he's also a scholar, or he's a, he's also despite being a bringer of death, he's also an inspiring leader. Don't ask us how it works. It's just it, that's just the background you chose, and then it also is just like a fantastic flavor win for character creation in D anD D, which I will I absolutely just can't can't get enough of it. So I'm on EDH Rec, so I'm looking at some of the most popular pairings. I'm looking through skimming to see what the most popular. Com- uncommon commander with uncommon or common things and the top well the top one is uh abdel adrian and uh candlekeep sage that's currently the top popular one and the next one would be abdel adrian and agent of the iron throne wow wow yeah like in the top 10 Abadal Adrian is in the top 10 of like backgrounds with this combination with this legend kind of thing. That's kind of like the popular choice right now. How many decks are on it right now? Which one? The, uh, that, 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 what, well, like the highest, highest. So Abadal Adrian and Candlesteep Cage, there's currently a 101 decks right now made. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That, I can definitely see that. There's, yeah, there's just so many combinations. This page is so long. All the combinations that are getting out there. Uh, so many people doing everything. Oh, yeah, this list is so long. But, um, yeah, and Abadil Adrian, Agent of the Iron Throne, 83 decks, uh, Far Traveler, and... Abadal Adrian, 56 decks. Not surprising there. Yeah, the next legend, uncommon legend I see on EDH Rec for popular is Ernest uh, uh, Gloomstalker. And that's being combined with Scion of the Hollister and Street Urchin. Uh, very commonly. Um, yeah. Yeah, Abdel Adrian seems to be uh, the go-to right now. Abdel Adrian is is kind of cracked for for numerous reasons. I think a lot of CDH players were talking about. They're like, yeah, this is the white version, the white counterpart to um, oh, what's the Devouring Dragon? Uh, 
I can't remember its name, but like it, it exiles everything and then you remove it and it brings everything back. It makes those resources and then you do it again. I can't remember. Anyway, it, yeah, Abdel Adrian freaking seems absolutely nutty. Yeah, and oh god, the the decks I'm looking like people just doing the uncommon legends without a background. Those people that those like two three people who are doing that. It's like, why are you doing this? Because <laughs> you because that's the beauty of commander. You could just do that. I I guess, but if you're <laughs> gonna play mono, at least add a background to keep yourself in mono and add more. It's like. It, I feel like when I see these people just like not putting a background, no, no complete judge, but I'm like, I feel like you should just at least slap on like a monocolor thing to do something. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just feels weird. Like at least the people who are doing uh, Ganax and Tavern Brawler, the four people, it's like, oh, good. You, you got some flavor right there. A giant dragon uh, doing a Tavern Brawl. I think there's just a lot of fun stuff. So Yeah, no, no. I'm excited. This is going to bring a lot of creativity, and it's going to be interesting. And, you know, if, if you're still doubting backgrounds, I think you should just... I think... Uh, you should probably just listening. play them. You should probably yeah, just, just play with them. Just play them. Just start simple. Just draft the set. And then go from there, and you might find some combinations, and you're going to pick up on the backgrounds. You're going to be like, oh, well, this would be good in the 99 of... Of this deck, I've already got a couple ones that I want to put in the 99. If you are an Enchantress player, congratulations. You just, <laughs> made, you're, you just made your Enchantress commander, your Merfolk, even bigger. And do more things and ruin even more lives. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. You have now... Yeah. No, man. <laughs> no I'm, I'm excited. It's it, This is... In my opinion, this is good for the format. This is great for brewing. This is great for creativity. You can do a lot more stuff. And I hope Wizards goes back and does this again somehow. I think they can. I think they can do another uh, Dungeons and Dragons set and bring more backgrounds around. Oh, I definitely it's think so they can. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you just bring because it's D and D. You own D and D. You can you can do whatever on the property and have fun with it. So I think Wizards is going to come back. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a soft prediction. I say in three four years we'll get another D and D set. Oh, I I I have no doubt considering the absolute dominating popularity of Magic and well as D and D also owned by like the same company. Yeah, you we're. It's it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and yeah we will, I feel like we will definitely go back at some point. Uh, I think I think this is going to be one of the most since we are we opened up the show talking about how this this set has been squished because we just had new Capenna and, and I now feel we have like, this and now we're going into uh, Double Masters too like like Loading Ready Run just dropped an episode talking about doing uh, their little new show and they're just now doing the Capenna commander decks I'm like oh my god and we already have these guys and there's commander decks for for this which I forget about sometimes and now we're going to have double masters I can't believe they did commander decks for this it's so obscene yeah because the we were talking about this earlier it's like the commander decks is like they 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 count technically in the reprint but you can tell they're not officially from the set because they don't have a set number 
are out of set number, but they don't separate them. They don't change the set. I, I, I hated of all the things that they do, because like, I feel like, I feel like I, I know people get confused by set symbols and they're like, which set was this? So I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that can be done with the set symbols that really makes these things stand out. And you're like, yeah, if, but if you're like my buddy, uh, Derek, who, who is an avid collector, who's going to stare at the set and be like, what the fuck? Why is, why aren't the set symbols different? I can feel like that's a little excruciating and painful to deal with. Yeah, like they just pretty much and Media Trek just combines the two and this because we just combine the two. Yeah. It's all one set. It's all one set, and I hate it. The, the commander decks are part of the set, but they actually are, despite. And I think I haven't opened enough uh, booster set boosters, but I have a feeling they're just gonna like, hey, the stuff that come in the commander decks, they're gonna be in the set boosters if you want them and like foil and stuff like that. Are non-foils. That's probably what they're going to do, and I think that's what they've been doing. That's probably how how they're doing it right now. Uh, but, you know what? This is going to be a set that we're going to really, like, um, look back in a few years, and it's like, man, I wish we had some more time with this set. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I know a lot of, like, I think one of the things that's going to be happening, and I know a lot of people will probably feel the same like we we didn't have time to digest new cabana and now especially because we're going into possibly the hypest reprint set which like i don't know you know whatever you feel double masters 2 like but it's like yeah in boulder's gate reprint wise we got uh uh the the horn that cares about tribals it's like, oh, that's so sweet. That was an expensive card. We got that. And then Double Masters comes in. It's like, yeah, well, we got Portal 3 Kingdoms cards. Lovely. Yup. Anyway. <laughs> but, well. Uh, anyway, so summary on my point. This is fun. Draft the set whenever you can. I know at big box stores you can get the draft pack. So gather your, like, up. you can at least gather four friends actually this would be fun to winston draft i think like you'd be really interesting to see how that would work out just do <laughs> can we get two but you but you pick two cards we... you pick two cards from these packs can we no you could still winston draft like that okay can we, get two... can we get two cdh players to do a winston draft of this set and see what happens it would be an absolute holy shit <laughs> can we can, can we get uh, the Druid Hermit on this to do a Winston draft with somebody? Oh, Nathan would just be like, here's frothing. Here's, he'd be frothing out of the mouth, being like, "How do I break this?" No, <laughs> like here you go. Here, each of these has uh, three. Pa- each of these have each of these booster uh, draft packs have three boosters of twenty cards in them. There's, so there's 120 cards in here total. Try to build two commander decks, you two, and see what happens and be competitive. <laughs> God, that'd be brutal. All right, well, uh, <laughs> the the challenge has been issued. The yes. the gloves have been thrown. Um, CDH players, do a Winston draft one v one and have fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think overall, yeah, my my summary for this is that I'm a big fan. I I am a big fan. I've already made like three decks, and I'm going to make it a fourth. So I am a big fan of this set. Um, I, I I felt a lot of people's 
very similar excited energy for this, so I consider this set a slam dunk. Uh, there's still a lot to take in, and I do know that I'll be taking it in over time, but uh, yeah, good job, Wizards. I, I, I appreciate it. A-plus design in this book, and keep up with these D&D sets. You got great reprints. You get you get to really express yourself with these characters. Do things you've always thought to do. Because some artwork's also like, super fucking cool. Some of these cards do feel like uncards for a little bit because I think that's what they've been testing. They did when they tested unsets. It's like how can we do this? How and can then we the push, push, set, push the bar a little bit? Yeah, and then the D and D sets like basically the professional unsets basically because it's like we have the dice rolling we have all this we have the dungeon crawling we have silly combinations and wacky and zany things that you've always wanted to do this this is wizards finally bringing the un stuff into a real magic set i th- in my opinion i think and we got unfinity later this year mm-hmm. but that's for another story yeah saw part i hate it all right that is it for this episode. John, do you got any last words uh, to, to throw in about yourself and, and who you are and what you do? Uh, so, I don't really do too much in like the magic community. You'll find me on Twitter um, at DarkHogGuy007. I tweet about uh, magic, music, video games, and uh hockey but we're almost out of hockey season so you don't have to worry about that uh <laughs> yeah i don't really do content but i'm always to talk about opinions uh, i'm in a bunch of discords and stuff like that so if you ever see me up on twitter i don't know just retweet <laughs> something I, I i don't know really um this set good i'm excited agreed um and uh yeah you can find me on twitter at eclipse meteor and you can see more i don't know go back go on the backlog let's go back go back to uh me and peter aka mono white border talking about uh the uncommon legends from the original adventure of the forgotten realm set and uh kind of compare and contrast what our opinions are here today and and if and if we're plugging anything please check out uh new youtube episode that just posted a f- like uh, a day yeah oh oh yeah um so uh to to the listeners if you got to this point thank you uh i'm gonna be starting to over time uh get the episodes up on youtube with some visual feedback because i've heard and i also apologize for uh you know a lot of my episodes i usually just talk about cards with people and we just kind of just say card games um and people don't really know what they are because there's like thousands of magic cards. So I'm going to be editing episodes over time, putting them up on YouTube. I'll be putting a link down in the description and hopefully uh, eventually I'll be able to catch up with the episodes coming out and uh, you'll be able to see what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, that is it for this episode. We will see you on the next one.